You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to day 252. We're continuing in the book of Isaiah. And in chapter 20, we see Isaiah becoming a symbol for what God is going to do to Egypt and Ethiopia. And what does that symbol mean? The ultimate obedience. Isaiah takes off all his clothes, including his sandals, and walks around naked for three years. What a crazy guy! But it's all symbolic because that's what's going to happen to the people of Egypt and the people of Ethiopia. Likewise, God has a severe message about Babylon, Jerusalem, Shebna, and we can't forget Tyre. These are fragmented, different prophecies of Isaiah. It's not like a A to Z story. To put it in modern terms, think of it as a series of blog posts in regards to various cities and what God's going to do to those cities. And we're also continuing the book of 2 Corinthians. And Paul needs a deal with some false prophets. He tells you what to look for and how he compares to them. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Isaiah chapter 20. Assyria will defeat Egypt and Ethiopia. Sargon was the king of Assyria. He sent his military commander to fight against Ashdod. The commander went there and captured the city. At that time, the Lord spoke to Isaiah, son of Amos. He said, Take off your rags you are wearing and remove your sandals. So Isaiah obeyed the Lord and went without clothes or sandals. Then the Lord said, My servant Isaiah has gone without clothes or sandals for three years. This is a sign for Egypt and Ethiopia. The king of Assyria will take away captives from Egypt and Ethiopia and lead them away from their countries. The people, young and old, will be led away without clothes or sandals. They will be completely naked. Those who look to Ethiopia for help will be shattered. Those who were amazed by Egypt's glory will be ashamed. People living along the coast will say, We trusted those countries to help us. We ran to them so that they would rescue us from the king of Assyria. But look at them. They have been captured. So how can we escape? Isaiah 21, God's message about Babylon. This is a message about the desert by the sea. It is coming like a storm blowing through the Negev. It is coming in from the desert, from a frightening nation. I was given a vision of the hard times to come. I see traitors turning against you. I see people taking your wealth. Elam, go against them. Media, surround the city. I will put an end to all their moaning. I saw those terrible things. 
And now, I am afraid. My fear makes my stomach hurt, like the pain of giving birth. What I hear frightens me. What I see makes me shake with fear. I am worried and shaking with fear. My pleasant evening has become a nightmare. They set the table. They post the guard. They get something to eat and drink. Officers, get up! Polish your shields! The Lord said to me, Go and find someone to guard this city. He must report whatever he sees. If he sees chariots and teams of horses or men riding donkeys or camels, he must watch them carefully. Then one day, the watchman called out, My master! Every day I have been in the watchtower watching. Every night I have been standing on duty. Look! I see a man in a chariot with a team of horses. The messenger said, Babylon has been defeated. It has fallen to the ground. All the statues of her false gods were thrown to the ground and broken to pieces. My people, you will be like the grain crushed on my threshing floor. I have told you everything I heard from the Lord All-Powerful, the God of Israel. God's message about Duma. This is a message about Duma. There is someone calling to me from Seir. Guard, how much of that night is left? How much longer will it be night? The guard answered. Morning is coming, but then the night will come again. You have something else to ask. Come back later and ask. God's message about Arabia. This is a message about Arabia. A caravan from Didan spent the night among some bushes in the desert of Arabia. They gave water to some thirsty travelers. The people of Tema gave them food. They were running from swords that were ready to kill. They were running from bows that were ready to shoot. They were running from a hard battle. This is what the Lord said to me. In one year, the way a hired helper counts time, all of Kedar's glory will be gone. Only a few of the archers, the great soldiers of Kedar, will be left alive. The Lord, the God of Israel, told me this. Isaiah 22, God's message about Jerusalem. This is a message about the Valley of Vision. Jerusalem, what is wrong with you people? Why is everyone celebrating on their roofs? Well, why all the shouting? Why all the noise and excitement? There are bodies lying everywhere, but they were not killed with swords. The people died, but not while fighting. All your leaders ran away together but they have all been captured without a fight. All of you who ran away were found and captured. Shall I say, don't look at me. Let me cry. Don't rush to comfort me about the destruction of my people. The Lord God All-Powerful planned this day. A day for riots, confusion and panic in the Valley of Vision. The city walls were broken down. People cried out to the mountains for help. Soldiers from Elam came in horse-drawn chariots with their bows and arrows. Men from Kir got their shields ready. 
Your beautiful valleys were filled with chariots. Soldiers on horses guarded the city gates. Judah was left with no way to defend itself, and the people ran for the weapons kept in the forest palace. When he saw cracks in the walls of the city, he began collecting water from the lower pool. You counted the houses in Jerusalem and used stones from some to repair the walls. You built a pool between the two walls to store water from the old pool. You did all this without asking God to help you, and he is the one who made these things happen. You did not remember the one who planned this long ago. So, the Lord God All-Powerful told you to weep and mourn, to show your sorrow by shaving your heads and wearing rags. But instead, everyone is happy and celebrating, preparing a feast of beef and lamb, eating meat and drinking wine, you say, Let's eat and drink. For tomorrow we die. The Lord All-Powerful said this to me, and I heard it with my own ears. You are guilty of doing wrong, and I promise that you will die before this guilt is forgiven. The Lord God All-Powerful said these things. God's message to Shebna. This is what the Lord God All-Powerful says. Go to Shebna, the palace manager, and say this. What are you doing here? None of your relatives are buried here. Are they? Then what right do you have to prepare a tomb for yourself in this important place? Why are you cutting a tomb out of this rock? What a big man you are, but the Lord will crush you. He will roll you into a small ball and throw you far away into the open arms of another country. And there you will die. You are very proud of your chariots. But in that faraway land, your new ruler will have better chariots. And your chariots will not look important in his palace. I will force you out of your position here. Your new leader will take you away from your important job. At that time, I will call for my servant, Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. I will take your robe and put it on him. I will give him your scepter. I will give him the important job you have, and he will be like a father to the people of Jerusalem and Judah's family. I will put the key to David's house around his neck. If he opens a door, no one will be able to close it. If he closes a door, no one will be able to open it. He will be like a favorite chair in his father's house. I will make him like a strong peg in a solid board. All his father's family and their children will depend on him for honor and support. They will hang on him like cups and jars of all sizes hanging from a peg. And the time will come when the peg that is now in the solid board will get weak and break. It will fall to the ground and everything hanging on it will be destroyed. Then everything I said in this message will happen. And Lord, all-powerful shed this. 
Isaiah 23. This is a message about Tyre. Cry, you ships traveling from Cyprus. Cry, you ships from Tarshish. Your harbor has been destroyed. You people living near the sea mourn in silence. The merchants of Sidon sent traders across the sea and filled the city with riches. They traveled the seas looking for grain. The men from Tyre bought grain that grows near the Nile River and sold it to other nations. Sidon, you should be very sad because now the sea and the fortress of the sea say, I have no children. I have never felt the pain of birth. I have never given birth to children. I have never raised young men and women. When Egypt hears the news about time, it will feel the pain of sorrow. You ships, try to escape to Tarshish. Cry out, you people living near the sea. Can this be that happy city that had such a long history? Is it that same city whose people traveled far to settle other lands? Who made these plans against Tyre? This city produced so many leaders. Its merchants were like princes. Its traders had the whole world's respect. It was the Lord all-powerful. He decided to destroy the great things they were so proud of. He wanted to disgrace those who were so highly respected. Ships from Tarshish go back home, cross the sea as if it were a river. No one will stop you now. The Lord raised his arm over the sea to make the kingdoms angry enough to fight against Tyre. He commanded Canaan to destroy her place of safety. And he said, City of Sidon, you have been hurt badly, so you will no longer rejoice like a bride. Go ahead, go to Cyprus for help, but you will not find a place to rest there either. Look at the land of the Babylonians. It is not even a country now. Assyria built war towers to attack it. The soldiers took everything from the beautiful houses. Assyria destroyed Babylon. They turned it into a pile of ruins and made it a place for wild animals. So be sad, you ships from Tarshish. Your place of safety has been destroyed. People will forget about Tyre for 70 years. That is about the length of a king's rule. After 70 years, Tyre will be like the prostitute and this song. Oh, woman whom men forgot. Take your harp and walk through the city. Play your song well and sing it often. Maybe someone will remember you. After 70 years, the Lord will review Tyre's case and he will give her a decision. Tyre will again have trade. She will be like a prostitute for all the nations on earth. But Tyre will not keep the money she earns. The profit from her trade will be saved for the Lord. Tyre will give that money to the people who serve the Lord to buy good food and nice clothes. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 15. 
Paul and the false apostles. I wish you would be patient with me, even when I am a little foolish. But you are already patient with me. I am jealous for you with a jealousy that comes from God. I promise to give you to Christ. He must be your only husband. I want to give you to Christ to be his pure bride. But I'm afraid that your minds will be led away from your true and pure following of Christ. This could happen just as Eve was tricked by that snake with his clever lies. You seem to be quite patient with anyone who comes to you and tells you about a Jesus that is different from the Jesus we told you about. You seem very willing to accept a spirit or a message that is different from the spirit and message that you received from us. I don't think that those super apostles are any better than I am. It is true that I am not a trained speaker, but I do have knowledge. We have shown this to you clearly in every way. I did the work of telling God's good news to you without pay. I humbled myself to make you important. Do you think that was wrong? I accepted pay from other churches. I took their money so that I could serve you. If I needed something when I was with you, I did not trouble any of you. The brothers who came from Macedonia gave me all that I needed. I did not allow myself to be a burden to you in any way. And I will never be a burden to you. No one there in Achaia will stop me from boasting about that. I say this with the truth of Christ in me. And why do I not burden you? Do you think it is because I don't love you? God knows that I love you. I will continue doing what I am doing now because I want to stop those people from having a reason to boast. They would like to say that the work they boast about is the same as ours. They are false prophets, lying workers. They only pretend to be apostles of Christ. That does not surprise us because even Satan changes himself to look like an angel of light. So it does not surprise us if Satan's servants make themselves look like servants who work for what is right. But in the end, those people will get the punishment they deserve. Proverbs chapter 22, verses 7 through 16. The rich rule over the poor. The one who borrows is a slave to the one who lends. Those who spread trouble will harvest trouble. In the end, it will be destroyed for the trouble they cause. Generous people will be blessed because they share their food with the poor. Get rid of the proud who laugh at what is right, and trouble will leave with them. All arguments and insults will end. Love a pure heart and kind words, and the king will be your friend. The Lord watches over true knowledge, and he opposes those who try to deceive others. A person who is lazy and wants to stay home says, There is a lion outside, and uh, I might be killed in the streets. The sweet words of a sinful woman are a trap, and those who make the Lord angry fall into it. Children do foolish things, but if you punish them, you will learn not to do them. These two things will make you poor. 
hurting the poor to make yourself rich, and giving gifts to the rich. Thank you, everyone. That was day 252. Join us for day 253. Isaiah continues his prophecies, but he moves away from the cities we know, you know, Egypt, Babylon, into different territory. Some say it hasn't even happened yet. When Isaiah starts prophesying about doomsday, I mean, when Isaiah says the earth will split, we know that hasn't happened yet. And in the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul boasts in his ministry and he outlines that life hasn't been easy, even though God speaks to him and he's one of God's chosen. He's been through a whole laundry list of punishments who said being a believer was easy. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.